Welcome to Paul's Place, the place for politics. Today's podcast is entitled The Library of Con Gross. With the 2020 election approaching, there have been an onslaught of books about the Trump administration. The big one, of course, was Bob Woodward's Rage, but there was also Michael Cohen's Disloyal, Mary Trump's Too Much But Never Enough, John Bolton's the Room Where It Happened, ABC's John Carl's The Front Row at the Trump Show, CNN's Brian Stelter's Hoax, The Washington Post's Phil Rucker and Carol Leonard's A Very Stable Genius, and The New York Times' Michael Schmidt's Donald Trump versus the United States. So which one from all of these should be top priority? That's an easy one. Trump the Shell Game. The Conning of America, by yours truly, Paul Schwartz. You might be wondering, why my book? Who exactly is Paul Schwartz? Well, let me tell you, and why you might find my perspective of interest and worth investing in a copy of my book. I spent 37 years as a federal manager with the U.S. Customs Service in the World Trade Center in New York before moving to Customs Headquarters in D.C., then moving to the Department of Homeland Security when that was stood up, and then finally after Katrina, FEMA. That career provided me with an invaluable perspective in my post-government career as a journalist, serving as the political columnist for the Montgomery County and Prince George's County Sentinel newspapers covering Congress and the White House. The combination of these two careers placed me in perfect position to understand and write about the magnitude of Donald J. Trump's complete ignorance and disregard for the protocols, rules, and even laws so essential to the effective management of the federal government. And that is exactly what is covered in my book, which is a compilation of my weekly columns for the Sentinel that dealt specifically with the Trump administration from the inauguration to impeachment and everything in between. So let me give you just a few examples to whet your appetite, I hope. Let's start with Mexico paying for that wall. Yes, I know there was never any reasonable way how Mexico would pay for it, but that is not the only problem. Trump, in his ignorance, said that the USMCA, that is the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, would stimulate the economy and that, in itself, would pay for this wall. What he failed to explain, of course, is how any benefit to the economy would find its way into the general fund so that that money can be appropriated by Congress to pay for any part of that wall. As Nancy Pelosi responded to me when I posed that very question to her, and I quote, it doesn't. The appropriations process is a foremost example of Trump's either ignorance of or total disregard for the constitutional authority of Congress to appropriate funding. You may recall Trump declaring a national emergency under the 1976 National Emergencies Act to redirect already appropriated Department of Defense funding to pay for his wall and, in so doing, circumvent Congress's funding authority. Certainly, the 1976 law was designed for immediate emergencies that did not allow for immediate congressional actions, not for a wall that, even if it ever was built, would take years, if not decades, to complete. Maybe an even more glaring example of Trump's trampling of congressional authority is his use of the Stafford Act to provide some 
unemployment assistance necessitated by the pandemic. Rather than bringing the House and Senate together to pass much needed legislation, Trump used the Stafford Act for obvious political purposes to provide a patchwork solution. As needed as monetary assistance is for those unable to work due to the pandemic, the Stafford Act was not intended to address that issue. Rather, it was designed to provide essential funding through the Disaster Relief Fund administered by FEMA to address natural disasters such as the wildfires in California, Oregon, and Washington State. Completing the, the Disaster Relief Funding and using it as a personal bank account should be a major concern, especially considering the reality that is climate change and the natural disasters it brings. Another example covered extensively in the book is tariffs. To begin with, China does not pay the tariffs placed on goods imported from China. Tariffs, which are basically a tax on imports, are paid to customs by the import of record in the United States. The manufacturer produces a product in the country of origin, is then shipped from the country of export, imported by the importer of record who pays the tariff. That tariff is then passed on to the retailer who then passes it to the consumer, and that is you. By the way, the trade war started by Trump resulted in the need to provide farmers with a $12 billion bailout to offset the damage that it did. That, ladies and gentlemen, is socialism. But more than that, it is an example of a self-inflicted assault on domestic industry. I think I will stop here because this podcast was not intended to be an audiobook, but rather an enticement to consider purchase of my book during a time when there are so many to choose from. I hope I succeeded. Thank you for tuning in. This is Paul Schwartz signing off for Paul's Place, the place for politics. Thank you.